You're listening to Optional Opinions, the only podcast done by average dudes for average Joe. Joe's. <laughs> uh, oh, man. Never fails. <laughs> <clears throat> You're listening to Optional Opinions, the only podcast done by average dudes for average Joes. So quit listening, Newton. Newton. Fun fact, that's um, my dog, Rosie, had some doggy playdates with a dog named Newton. Dang, that's a that's a quality name. It's a good surname. Yeah, I, I like that name, actually. So, Yeah. All right, we're here to talk about House of the Dragon, Episode 8. I am your co-host, Brandon. And I'm your other co-host, Kyle. Um, and unfortunately, Davis is not with us this week. So, I think this uh, is the fourth episode in a row. I was going to say it's an unfortunate tradition we found ourselves in where <laughs> we're one person short. Every single time. But I mean, hey, if it's the, maybe we just have to keep going with that for the rest of the, the podcast history. <laughs> I hope not, um, but probably, hopefully not. Hopefully it's just for this, this show. Cause uh, this is requiring quite a bit of our, uh, our time. We're not used to having to, the, we're not used to these demands uh, from the podcast, but we're going to, we're going to push through it. Keep going. So preach, episode preach. so episode eight, Kyle, what did you think as I pull up the synopsis? <laughs> was it eight or nine? It was eight. It was eight. This is eight. This is yeah, eight. It was eight. It was eight. Dude, I thought... another time jump. Yes. What, six years? Is that what it was? Something like that? I don't know. I'm getting, I'm getting a little old years. with these time jumps, if I'm being honest. <laughs> I have a feeling like this might be the last one. I don't know. Oh. Maybe not. <laughs> Who Hopefully. knows? Yeah, that's what I said last time. But honestly, I really enjoyed the time jump. I was happy it happened. I enjoyed the older children. And I really I enjoyed everything about this episode. I thought this episode was another banger. They followed up last week perfectly. And man, this, this show is really picking up steam. It's, uh, yeah, it's got me excited. It's got me excited for the last two episodes. I think they're going to they're gonna go pretty crazy. And I don't know. I mean, it's like it literally can go so many different ways. Like uh, there could be a full out civil war or it could, I don't know. It'll be very interesting. But yeah, I guess for this episode, general thoughts, I really enjoyed it. Yeah, it was a good episode. Um, It definitely didn't go the way I thought it was going to. Um, I for sure thought that we were going to see Damon uh, smother his own brother with a pillow uh, so that way the power went to Rhaenyra so she could make the decision about her children's uh, inheritance. That's what I thought we were going to see. We didn't, thankfully. I'm glad that did not happen. But that would not have surprised me. Yeah, I. it wouldn't have surprised me, I guess. Well, actually, I think it might have. I think, I think he wouldn't do that to Rhaenyra. I don't think he would do that to Rhaenyra. I think they, they like each other too much. And like, he didn't kill her other husbands, you know, like he clearly follows somewhat of her wishes, even though, I mean, it, it's a little risky just cause he can come back later. But yeah, I, so that would have surprised me a little bit, but I think, I think the King killed it this episode. I don't know. It was, I was not expecting to like him so much this episode, even though he's like, <laughs> falling apart <laughs> which like shout out to him he's like 
probably one of the best actors for portraying that kind of situation because he did it so well and i thought it, yeah. everything worked so well he's doing so, a phenomenal job i i've heard yeah. complaints about him being like the weakest link as far as casting goes i don't i have not felt that i feel like he's doing yeah. a phenomenal job especially this past episode i mean literally like that's a sucky hand to get dealt as an actor and he pulled it off beautifully in my opinion so yeah no he did he did a great job um, but this episode is, so it opens up with, uh, like we kind of already got into it a little bit, but the Coralus is, uh, we don't know if he's dead or not. Um, at least that's how the episodes opens. And we actually don't even get an answer to that by the end of the episode, but, uh, his potential death is, uh, bringing into question the, his heir. And since, He's not there to defend his grandchild, uh, so to speak. Um, his <laughs> brother, his brother is trying to take uh, make a play. You're speaking for the, blasphemy right now. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I didn't. I didn't say anything. You know. <laughs> I know what happens when you question it. Sorry, sorry. Yeah, show. all right. Continue. Continue. Um. But yeah, so his brother, which I don't, I don't know the actor's name for that, and I'm not seeing it on IMDb right away. But, anyways, so he's making a play for the throne, which I totally get. Which also something I really love about the show, and I might have talked about this in the past, but there's no obvious good guy, you know? Like there's there's an obvious person that we're supposed to root for, which is like Rhaenyra. And now Damon, but like all of them kind of suck, but you can also sympathize or empathize with uh, all of their motives and like what they do in the certain situations. And I really appreciate that. Well, I guess the Cassie just mentioned the only good guy is the king. And that is true. That's that's true. I think Rainier is pretty good. What has she done? That's bad. What has she done? That's bad. Well, she made uh, her mother and father-in-law think that her son was dead. Their her last their last remaining son. That's kind of a scummy thing to do. And they killed that random guard and threw him in the fire. So yeah, yeah, I guess, I guess. Yeah, I was actually I was actually surprised she didn't come out with the truth to her grandmother. Is it? Wait, no, not her grandmother. Her aunt. It's her mother-in-law. Well, oh, it would be her aunt also. Yeah, it gets confusing. The I almost need like a. Yeah, I was thinking. Choice. I was thinking about when the, um, when the granddaughter did address her as grandmother. That's what I was thinking. But yeah, I was surprised. I thought Rhaenyra was going to come out with the truth to her in that moment to, to convince her to come on her side. I don't nope. know. Yeah, it didn't happen, but I thought for sure she was going to. Because I think I think. I don't know. I I think I think she would have been discreet about it, you know? Like I think she could have held that secret knowing that her son was alive. So her husband. Jeez, what am I doing right now? Yeah, her I don't know. Son. Oh my gosh, dude. Yeah, I, yeah. My mind is all over the place. What You're the good. heck? You're good. I mean, we watched it what? It was like two days ago. <laughs> right, yeah, so long ago. No worries, no worries. Um <laughs> so I don't know. I've I don't feel like that's something you tell somebody, even if their son's still alive, but like 
just solidifying that they had a hand in it and that they let them like go for how many how many years is it six years thinking that they don't have any more kids uh, yeah that's true i guess i do did forget about the the six year thing too that's that's a good point yeah and like at that point it would almost be it would come across as like Rhaenyra having a guilty conscience and trying to atone for that. And and it wouldn't be for the, um, yeah, uh, her own benefit. It would be, Uh, it would be out of more out of selfish motives. It at least it would come across even if she was trying to get her to come to the, well, yeah, that would, that would also be selfish is if she was trying to get her to come to the, her side for true. True. Ourself. That's a good point. Yeah, good points all around. But, but yeah, no, it's um, I that is one of my favorite um, dynamics. I feel like the like between Rhaenyra and um, Princess Right. I I always get her name wrong. Rhaeny Rhaenys Rhaenys. I think so. Rhaenys. That sounds right. That dynamic is really interesting and both actresses do a phenomenal job at like navigating the very like intricate like nuances that both their characters feel and like those moments I feel like yeah it's very dynamic I agree and they do play very well uh yeah this show just killed it on casting I mean holy cow yeah, I know. I wasn't really sure when, like, they moved over to like the older actors at with the first big time jump, but they're growing on me. I still think that the younger versions of themselves did it better. But with how much they're doing time jumps, it's it. There would be no way for them to keep the same cast. I feel like. Oh yeah, for sure. I mean, I think the older actors and actresses are killing it. So. I don't They're know. doing a good I, job. They're, it's like I just got attached to the the one actors or the actresses that were like playing it. They were doing such a good job, and I just wanted to see more of them. And then they just like do a bait and switch on us, and is. Um, but they they are good too. They're it's not like we're lacking because of it. It was just I got attached, you know. Yeah. Yeah. Oh man, I think I don't know. There's a lot this episode that. I think we'd be good to discuss. I think I was very surprised that um, as far as what wasn't in the episode, that uh, Mr. Rat, what, what's his name? Let me pull up IMDb. We get Laris, Laris, whatever his name is. Strong. <clears throat> yeah, Strong. yeah, yeah. The little puppeteer behind the scenes dude. I'm surprised he wasn't really in this one at all. Um, although there were definitely allusions to it with... Um, the re not remodeling, but decorating <laughs> that was done in the castle and the, you know, with the, the star or whatever it is. Um, I'm pretty sure that's star. Yeah. Isn't that alluding to like, doesn't that become in actual game of Thrones, that religious branch or whatever religion. Well, that, I, I don't know like all the details of the religion, but that is the primary religion that most of the people in Westeros like subscribe to um they uh it's i forget like the seven but there's like the mother there's the stranger and there's a couple other ones um but they that was the primary religion i believe before the conquering 
Um, or maybe it came from Valeria. I'm not entirely sure off the top of my head, but that is like the main religion throughout the game of Thrones, like, uh, the game of Thrones universe that, and then the North gods, like the willow tree. That's not part of that. I don't think. Okay. Well, my guess, my guess is that Larry strong, Laris, Laris, however you say it, that he played a big part in that. That's my guess is that he's kind of going to become, uh, head figure in this religion not sure if it's true but that's kind of what my guess was um after after kind of some of that the stuff that had occurred and the differences that they were seeing that's my guess because it didn't really seem like allison could care less and so at least you know in the first six or seven whatever episodes so that's kind of my my guess is that he he had a big hand to play in that kind of (laughs) decorating (laughs) huh yeah, I'm not entirely sure. I do know that at some point the Targaryens like completely remove all power that the church has. Uh, and then that's when like Cersei brings it back during the, the Game of Thrones series. But I don't know if that hap- has already happened or if that's going to happen between now and the, the events of the Game of Thrones TV show. Huh, that's interesting. Well, I'm assuming it's going to happen because it seems like it's prevalent. And the king, I'm pretty sure, just died. I mean, at the very end of the episode, it, it seemed pretty clear that he stopped breathing. As We've thought that before. We yeah. have thought that before, but I don't know. I, I, I think people yeah. would be very annoyed if he wasn't dead after this episode. Because, yeah. But, yeah, so it, it seems like it's now become a part of it in the past six years. And so I would assume that once, you know, Rhaenyra and Damon kind of get on the throne, that that process would start of getting rid of it. That's my guess. Yeah, that's, I, yeah, that's a good, that's a good thought. Um, I'm not entirely sure. Um, but one thing before we move on from Mr. Strong, I don't know how to pronounce what's Laris, Laris. I feel like I've said a different time every time. So we're just going to go with Mr. Strong. Uh, he, I think I talked to you about this outside of the episode, uh, but one of my friends uh, who is way more into this, this uh, George R. R. Martin's Game of Thrones universe than I am, uh, shout out Drew, uh, he had mentioned that uh, there's some prevalent theories about Mr. Strong being uh, either a warg, which allows him to see through animals eyes so like the one of the reasons like we've seen lots of rats throughout this show and so he could be watching events and that's how he knows so much and is able to maneuver the way he does um but they're also i forget the name of it but like maybe it's similar to wargs or something but people are able to put themselves in the willow trees or the godswood tree is that what it's called the godswood um and see through the eyes of the gods would. And a lot of very important conversations happen in front of there, which also would make sense why he is able to see it. Cause we keep coming back to that one tree, like a lot of pivotal events happen in front of it or maybe not pivotal, but like influential events that would make him aware. So both of those I think would be pretty interesting for them to do in this show. Yeah. Yeah. Most definitely that, that would make him even you know, even stronger than, you know, characters of unintended. 
Un- what do you mean unintended? I said pun intended. Oh, <laughs> I see. Yes. Thank you. Not intended, but it's a good one. Um, but yeah, it would make him, yeah, stronger <laughs> than some of the, what's, what's the word I'm looking for? Like similar characters in actual Game of Thrones. Like, like the little spider. finger. Yeah, 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 yeah. It just, yeah, exactly. People who are kind of behind the scenes manipulating things. So that'd be interesting because, yeah, I mean, that's kind of OP, you know? So we'll see. I like that theory. I think it's a good one. I think it would, it would add some good depth and definitely would make just everything more interesting, especially with him on Allison's side. Yeah. Like I said, I think it could be a full out civil war going to happen. It's a, it's a possibility. So. Yeah. Well, that, that looks to be like the episode that we're getting next. Um, we, so after, after all those events happened with, or I guess we shouldn't, we shouldn't move on yet. We had the King Viserys like just storm in. Um, Bro, what a boss, man! The hearing that was—I've never respected oh, was him more. Jeez, it was—it was, it was a po- very powerful scene. Um, he had the the half face golden mask on, which looked really cool. Uh, also and, terrifying. Yeah, for real. Um, and and then we got we got a little bit of Damon helping his brother out to the throne, uh, which was really cool. That was very touching. Yeah, I saw on Twitter after the fact that um, the whole thing where his crown falls off his head and Damon like picks it up and puts it on his head and it's like that moment was like totally not in the script. Like it accidentally fell off his head. So that was like totally, yeah, totally not on purpose, which I thought, you know, little nuggets like that just make the scenes even better. Oh, yeah, for sure. Uh, Way to go, Matt Smith, for, for capitalizing on that. True. I mean, he knows what's up, so. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, so he, he sets things right. He uh, keeps Rhaenyra's kid, Jace. Is that his? Jace. I think it's Jace. Yeah. Um, uh, as the the heir to Driftwood, the Driftwood throne, something like that. And yeah, that kid's, he, he's definitely going to die. I know we said that in the last episode. He's so smug. He's got a smug little face. Dude, I yeah, I hope not. I don't want him to. I know I said he was going to, but I mean, don't get me wrong. I don't want him to either. But like, it's just like that's the way I feel like they're setting him up just for death. <laughs> it could be. It could be. Does he have a dragon? I don't remember. I could. I couldn't remember. Yes, I don't think we've seen. We haven't seen much of the dragons. We didn't yeah. see them at all this episode. I know. I was. I was a little bummed about that for sure especially this massive dragon i thought for sure you're gonna see more of it but especially now six years later like you know who knows how that's going um yeah so yeah that was maybe one of the the disappointments for sure of this episode is uh, just i want more dragons (laughs) yeah i guess we got dragon's egg the the whole scene with damon kind of you know going to get the egg that's pretty cool but yeah and and I'm I'm excited because I realized yesterday we haven't really seen dragons fight. I think we've seen it a little bit towards the end of like Game of Thrones, where like one of the dragons became kind of like a a, a White Walker, and so like I think did they did we get dragons fighting? Yeah, we did a little bit. Yeah, 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 we did. Um, but we're gonna have a lot of dragons fighting, hopefully, in uh, 
in the next couple episodes. And I'm I'm all about the the giant CGI boss fights. <laughs> I know they're I'm already so excited. spending millions upon millions of dollars. <laughs> Might as well have some sick dragon fights. Yeah, I know for real. Um, so I'm excited to see that where um, the the one eyed Allison's kid. Uh, oh my gosh! Speaking of this kid, dude, this kid is so scary looking. This man's chin is the biggest chin I've ever seen in my life, dude. dude he's a one-eyed guest on, dude. Bro, literally, I like I saw this guy and immediately thought of Crimson Chin from <laughs> uh, what's that show? With, uh, uh, very Odd Parents. Yeah, Very Odd Parents, bro. I literally like. I'm pretty sure audibly I said, "Whoa, Crimson Chin," and <laughs> I don't think April got the reference, but. I got oh you, man, bro. I got you. Yeah, I appreciate that. But holy, okay, sorry, didn't mean to flame this guy's life, but it is a massive chin. Yeah, no, it's 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 insane. But he's like scary looking, like, and and I don't feel like the uh, Rhaenyra's kids are adequately afraid of him. <laughs> yeah, I think uh, I don't know. I mean, sure, probably after watching him fight, you know, they realized that, like, hey, if we fought this guy, we'd die for sure now. But also, it's kind of hard to be maybe appropriately scared of him because, like, I don't know, their mom's literally about to be on the Iron Throne. So, like, <clears throat> they're the most powerful people when the king dies. So, they probably got a little bit of that going on. A yeah. Little bit of, uh, I think it's going to yeah. bite them in the butt. Oh, probably probably usually does so but yeah they have a they have a nice dinner um and it, it just really felt like the calm before the storm it was it was very it was very poetic uh having all of the the toasts to one another and then uh of course one-eyed joe does his strong toast and that broke the camel hair that broke the camel's back yeah oh man dude allison's kid Wait, wait, what's her oldest kid's name? Is that uh, Aegon? Aegon, Aegon yeah. right, yeah, dude. He's the worst, man. Yes, he is. I'm ready for him to go, bro. <laughs> like, I'm ready for that fight. I feel like, you know, that's the kind of thing where you're in the movies and, like, he finally dies and people are, like, cheering, so. Yeah. But, oh, man, it's brutal. And then, although it was pretty, pretty crazy in the beginning when she's like, you know, you're no kid of mine or whatever she said. It was like, whew. Right, think about your life decisions, bro. Yeah, well, the no kid of her, she interprets the king's last words as uh he him being the prince that was promised. Do you think do you think she actually thinks he's talking about Aegon? I don't think she knows about the prophecy. I know she doesn't know about the prophecy, because like otherwise she'd know what he was talking about, which she clearly didn't. But when he said that, like, the prosen, the chosen prince or whatever, and then he said, it's you, isn't it pretty clear that he's not talking about her or Aegon, that he's talking about Rhaenyra? Like, I thought it was pretty clear. Like, I don't know. By saying that you, essentially, he said you are the chosen one. Obviously, he's not talking about Alicent, right? Uh, yeah, I mean... Because when I finished watching that, I was like, and then I saw on social media that people are like, oh, no, that's the wrong Aegon, which 
sure that's you know obviously she probably doesn't know about the different Aegon. That's why you don't name your kids after. <laughs> True, but like it, I don't know. It seemed pretty clear to me that he wasn't talking about her when he said, "You know, you're the chosen one." I guess, but you know, it's you kind of you get into this like cognitive dissonance where you believe what you want to believe, you know? That's um, true. That's, and yeah. like her dad and her have been like trying to get their son Aegon onto the, th- like the throne, like for, they've been conniving for the last six years. And so like, there's like this sort of, like I said, cognitive dissonance that you're going to like put yourself in where, and then you have the King say Prince Aegon, he's the prince that was promised. And he's muttering these things and she takes it as like, yeah, after, after seeing my, my daughter and her kids, like you, you guys, you're the ones that have to carry forward. And you know, I don't know. It's. Yeah. Yeah. I guess. Yeah. I just, the words that were chosen, I would have thought that Allison would have pieced it together, but I guess I'm in the minority in thinking that. Cause it, it's, I don't know. Once I was on Twitter afterwards, it seemed like, you know, there's all these memes about, you know, that's the wrong Aegon or whatever. Yeah. And I just, I, I felt so bad, like for the King, like to have that happen. Like, cause I feel like Allison was at a point where if that conversation would have happened, she would have like stepped aside and been respectful of Rhaenyra and not coaxed a potential civil war. And the King was just, he, he got the wrong person and he, I just felt so bad. Like he wanted to like leave like his kingdom intact and he accidentally did like the exact opposite. Yeah. Oh uh, yeah. And also I guess speaking of the king and his choice of words, when he was talking to Rhaenyra and he said, my only child. Oof, man, that one stings. That's like, I mean, it makes it, it very clear where his priorities are, but um, yeah, that was like part of the reason why these kids are probably so messed up is because their dad, the king, actually wants nothing to do with them at all. So I yeah. thought that was that was pretty uh, pretty brutal, just in terms of choice words. I mean, it's probably what everyone wants to hear because everyone's rooting for Rhaenyra, but still, just kind of thinking that like it's got a sting. Yeah, it's got, obviously they the other kids don't know, but like he doesn't even treat them as kids, like his own kids. So yeah, those poor kids. Pants. <laughs> nah, dude. Uh, well, Mister Mister Crimson Chin, I think does. I think he's positioned himself very well to stand a chance. I mean, he's a pretty good warrior. He's got literally the biggest dragon, so he's definitely going to be a threat moving forward. Yeah, I just meant socially. Like, they don't stand a chance to, like, turn out to be decent human beings. Oh, but. yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> but who in this time period does? So, you know. Yeah, that's true. Jon Snow, dude. Jon Snow. <laughs> facts. Facts. Um, but, yeah, I, I thought it was also very sweet when, like, like, his last words were, like, my love. And I think... I interpreted that and maybe, maybe people on Twitter, I don't have Twitter think differently or you think differently, but I interpreted that as like him seeing his first wife. Yeah. Yeah. Same. All right. That's what I I was like. Maybe, maybe I'm, maybe I'm alone. 
hearing no. paper on that. Uh, that's a, actually I I didn't piece that together, but April did, and she said that to me, and I'm like, it's oh, actually yeah, funny. That. Cassie pieced that together too, so shows. <laughs> Shout out to the wives. For real. <laughs> uh, helping us piece stuff together since 2019. True, true. Dang. Yeah, I think I I think that's I don't know. I think we've covered everything that I wanted to talk about. Yeah. Um, more dragons. I'm ready for more dragons. I am and too. I, um, I'm excited to see Rainier's transition to the throne. I think it'll be pretty interesting. Yeah. It's going to be good. This next episode, uh, we better not get a time jump and we better better just get straight into the Civil War because I've been waiting for this since episode five. <laughs> <laughs> nah, I think it's going to be episode 10. I think this next episode is probably just going to be all straight build up. Yeah, I know. I just want it. I just want the Civil War. I'm going to drag it. Yeah, I'm with you. I mean, I don't know. I think it's just going to be another mid build up episode. But that's kind of what this episode was, and it was very good. I mean, the writing on this show is just so phenomenal. So, Yeah, and uh, that's a good segue um, to Rings of Power, where the phenomenal is the opposite of that. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah. Man, they really just... They have one good episode. <laughs> yeah, one good episode. I know it's 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 so bad. The pacing is horrible. They had they at least they combined like two of the the storylines going together, but now we're just left with the ones that are just no one cares about. Um, <laughs> uh, and we got more Harfoots, and so that's automatically a bad episode in my. Opinion. Oh yeah, I mean this episode did make me hate the Harfoots, though it really Thank did. You. Thank you. You, you finally uh, understand. No, yeah, <laughs> although granted, it's mostly the leader guy. It's mostly his fault. It seems like near the end of the episode, it became pretty clear that like, hey, these are actually decent people. It's just their leader is kind of a trashy person. So, yeah, it reaffirms, it reaffirms my statement of how they're acting like a cult. Yeah, they are. Um, it just doesn't make sense. <laughs> uh given that the hobbits are supposed to be like so pure in heart, which is why like Frodo and Bilbo were able to, um, Oh, someone's at your door. Someone's at my door. Uh, which is why they're able to handle the one ring, you know, like their race is supposed to just be like naturally pure of heart. I mean, seeing them descending from this kind of group is, (laughs) I don't know. It just doesn't make sense. I um, see. I, I I I think contrary to that. I think it does because it's it's where they came from that shows you where you need to be. Essentially, like you know, they they're gonna see just how horrible what they're doing is, which they kind of did at the end of this episode. They're set out on that path because um, it, it, especially with Nori. I mean, she's definitely pretty pure heart, dude. So like, I think she's gonna be the the one who paves the way for what the hobbits are going to be. And, you know, I think as long as they're learning their lesson from how horrible they are, then they can become, you know, pure of heart learning from their past type thing. So, but man, Oh, when this guy, literally they asked him to help, he tried to help. It didn't quite go their way. And they're like, see ya, dude. I was like, I'm done with these people. <laughs> I was like, that was it for me. This poor guy. All he did was help them. Yep. 
And, and they're like, peace no out. one cares. <laughs> yeah, literally is a branch that fell, dude, and you're going to send this guy out on his own. Well, even Nori was like kind of upset at him, like, like with the ice thing. I understand being freaked out, but like, I don't know. She didn't give much protest to having him stay. Yeah, I think at that point, she's kind of just doesn't have, <clears throat> excuse me, doesn't have like, I think she's just kind of scared of him. So I could understand her like being like, okay, it's best if you go. Um, but I, yeah, I guess I don't know. She, I, yeah, I understand being scared, but I mean, when you first met him, there was like a fiery blaze, like engulfing you essentially. <laughs> true. And then that's true. Like he's helped you so many times, like by pushing the carts, he's like killed the wolves. Like, and then I, I don't know. It just I understand being scared, but after everything else that has happened, that you weren't like too scared of to be with him. Like I don't know. It just doesn't make sense. Yeah, like I said, I, I'm with you after seeing this episode. I was so ticked off. I'm like, screw these guys, dude. Screw they. And then of course everything's like perfect, and it's just you know it worked beautifully, and there's all these. <laughs> you know fruit and all this stuff and so it's like yeah you jerks yeah uh this episode i i really really wanted um also wait real, real quick before i go to this um i have a big problem prequels already have a hard enough time as it is um if they don't distance themselves enough like from the original material, if you will. So like Lord of the Rings, like we all know that like, um, oh wow, now I'm blanking on his name. Uh, the the guy is the like guy's son uh, that got trapped in the fire. Yeah, I, I don't know. I'm so bad with names, so uh, anyways, <laughs> I'm not going like, to be able to, like <laughs> to pull you out in, of this. He's in Lord of the Rings. Uh, Isildur, 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 something like that, Isildur. Um, like he's in Lord of the Rings, like the movies. And so like when you have characters that like are in the existing quote unquote canon and like, they just don't have as much like, there's not stakes. Like, you know, like there's not really a question whether or not he lives or not. And so like you kind of cheapen the, like the plot when you try to make it look like he might've died and it's like, okay, well, like I know he didn't. So <laughs> yeah, whatever. And I guess I didn't remember him being in the original, but I also, they were figured he was still alive. So, <laughs> so a sealed reached the same conclusion. Yeah. A sealed is the one, uh, in the first prologue of the first movie where he's like gonna throw the ring into the Mordor and then doesn't and keeps it for himself. That's a Sildor. Oh, okay. Um, so like he's not in it for very long, but like he he is in it. Like we know he's alive, and so I don't know. That just it really bugs me. Like it already is hard enough when you have a prequel. Like certain stakes, like you just you kind of know where the story goes, and so it's it's harder to create tension. And then when you try to do it, where like somebody that's in the original is like in peril it's like okay cool let's move on yeah yeah i mean i definitely agree it is it is it's just yeah i don't know i don't know if there's a good way around that to be honest because like you create characters that 
don't exist in the original that we fall in love with and you give them stakes. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's true. That is true. So, anyways. I, I don't think it is that man. big of, like, stakes either. Because, like, like I said, I did not remember Labia's in it. And I was like, oh, yeah, he's still probably still alive. But I don't know. I didn't really... I didn't really care that much one way or the other, to be honest. <laughs> so. Yeah. Um, but we got uh, the Queen Goes Blind. That was kind of interesting. I actually enjoyed that plot point, but that was like super minor and <laughs> with everything else. Uh, I was kind of confused by that. Like, why would she be blind? What can that actually happen? Well, she so, had, so she went when she went after Sildor in the burning building, like, like one of the, uh, pieces of wood fell down and they showed like sparks flying in her eyes. Um, so like basically like, Oh, I think I missed that. I didn't catch that. Okay. Cause I thought for a second, I thought that she was just colorblind, (laughs) but then I realized, Oh, she actually can't see anything. Cause she said, everything's like gray or whatever. And, but anyway, yeah, no, I see so now. I, I see now. Well, she doesn't. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> that that was something that was really funny when uh, she when <laughs> when they were like uh, she's like how how long until we're out of the smoke or whatever and he's like we've been out of it for a mile. She goes, I see. I lean over to Cass and he goes, No, she doesn't. And then he <laughs> <laughs> and then he goes after her and he goes, Do you? I just lost it. <laughs> uh, that is really funny. Uh, she got Dude. wrecked. Sometimes you got to make light of a tragedy, you know? Yeah. Well, I get past it somehow. Laugh. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> that's true. I wouldn't have either though. So yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, and then we got most of the episode with like, um, Galadriel and, Theo, Theo, Theon, is Theon the right word? I don't, I don't remember his name, but he's so annoying. I hate that kid. <laughs> really? I don't mind him, but I don't know. He's just so annoying. He's like the stereotypical, like, uh, annoying teenage kid that like, I don't know. It's just like such a used story arc. I just, they're not, they're not being very creative with their, their new, uh, the new characters they've done. But Troy, Lord of the Rings. Man, why aren't you telling me the act like the, ca- the cast? What the heck? IMDb is being weird. Oh well. Yeah, I mean, I, I don't know. I I was excited for the rest of these episodes, and then there's this episode, and then I'm like, Ugh. well, <laughs> I guess it's gonna be a rough rest of the season. Which oh, I, I guess there's only one more episode, right? There's only eight or whatever. Uh, so that was episode six. I know that's seven. Seven? Wasn't it seven? It was seven. Oh my gosh. They have one more episode, dude. Yeah. It's uh... like this episode at the very least should have been building up to like a finale. Like, I don't know what we're going to get in the next episode. Do you? Like, <laughs> no, like, literally like, I got nothing. You're right. I, I have no idea how this could be like an epic final episode of season one. Cause you're right. I mean, there's really nothing else. I mean, I guess the thing with the dwarves and you know, the Mithril or whatever it's called and 
the elves. Like, it's, there's going to be some more development there with the, Dude, the king. I don't. I don't think we're going to get a fight with the Belrock. I don't. I don't think that's going to happen. Yeah, I don't think there's going to be a fight, but per se, but there's going to be some more development. Maybe the king will come around. I don't know. That's like that stuff's a little interesting. But other than that, I mean, I don't know. I mean, sure, maybe they find the wizard guy, and then there's some sort of fight between him and these these white cloaked people, which I don't know who they are. They have, yeah, no. I mean, as far as I can tell, they don't exist in. Some people think it's Sauron. I don't think it's Sauron. Um, but the wizard guy? They think the wizard guy's Sauron? No, no, no. The white, the bald people in the white cloaks that are trying to find the wizard guy. Oh, oh, oh I see. Um, yeah, I, I don't think either. I don't think that's Sauron. <clears throat> but it's it's like I don't. There's so much to wrap up, and I know like you kind of want to preserve some stuff for future seasons. But like I honestly, I have no clue where this it's going. Um, and like, it felt like this episode was just like a, like a, a wrap up of the previous episode. Like the whole entire thing was, and, I agree. I agree. And, I think they literally could have like solved minutes. No, literally. I had the same thought. I was like, it, it could have been 15 minutes. Yeah. I went hundred percent agree. And, but, oh, dude, and no yeah. one died. No one we cared about died in that fiery ash or no one that we're supposed to care about died. Like, how do you have like a like a catastrophe event like that, and everyone's just fine? Like, there's zero stakes. I understand it's not Game of Thrones. I know they're not trying to be Game of Thrones, but like, you got to create some sort of stakes so that way we know all the characters aren't protected. I thought for sure the mom was gonna die. Oh, I wanted her to die. (laughs) (laughs) Jeez. (laughs) I mean, I enjoy her, but. I, I, I wanted her, I wanted, I, like, in the sense that, like, like there needs to be some stakes, you know? Like, at least make, maybe, like, make that as, like, like her, the mom dies and now Theo or Theo or whatever, I think it's Theo, has, like, um, kind of, like, a revenge mentality. And then Galadriel can, like, seize like similar things happening in Theo that like happened with her. And she like tries to help prevent him going down the revenge path that she's been going down. That's kind of destroyed her life. Give us something like that, you know? True. Yeah, literally. I, I agree. That's, that's why I thought, but like after the episode with the, the fight and this girl was like, took like two arrows and just had all this crap happen to her. And she still lived. Then I kind of figured she was going to live through that. Cause like, why go through all that and then just kill her off in the big fire where you don't even see it happen. So, I mean, some shows do that and it's like the, to what's it called? Um, subverting your expectations. Like I can think of, yeah, yeah, that's true. Like what's it? The walking dead did that with Glenn. They like killed, almost killed him twice right before they actually killed him. I don't know if you ever watched the walking dead. I did uh, not know, but that was like a show favorite. And, like I'm sure you saw like the memes of like his death with like Negan and stuff like that. But like they did that to him twice. They like for like he was gone for like almost like five episodes and like they brought him back and then they almost killed him the episode that they brought him back and then two episodes later he dies. It was a roller coaster of emotions, dude. <laughs> I believe it. <laughs> oh yeah. yeah. I don't know. It literally so um 
Yeah, I was like, okay, so I was out sick yesterday for work because I wasn't feeling well. And um, I started it. I literally like started it. I made it like maybe 20 minutes, not even, probably like 15. And I stopped. I'm like, I don't even want to watch this right now. Dude, I literally stopped mid-episode and I was like, yeah, I'm going to play Overwatch. Like, (laughs) I was like, uh, yeah, I, I don't know. It's I I was ready for them to follow it up and it's just be another really good episode because I did think the last episode was pretty the last good. Was great. I know I I didn't get like it was great for Rings of Power like it, that's like I know we can't have a battle every single episode but like the quality of writing and granted there were still a lot of issues um, but like that is kind of the level I was expecting throughout the entire show. Yeah, it felt like Lord of the Rings. It felt like Lord of the Rings to me, even though I'm not the most qualified person to say that. But yeah, it, it yeah. And then I don't know. Until this episode, immediately I was just like, eh. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. We'll oh, one see. of the one of the funny things that I thought, like I saw online, was like, uh, first of all, it's like, how did the Numenorians know where to go and like wherever? And they they had agency. Like somebody somebody told them that there was orcs invading this very specific town. But besides that, uh, they kept panning between or flashing between scenes of like them on horseback riding really fast and then uh, back to the town getting attacked by orcs. And they're coming from the west because that's where Numenor is, is west of the Southlands. And um, they kept, so when they would flash to the Numenorians, it was like sunny. And then they would go back to the people in the town and it was dark. And so it's like the sun rises in the east and sets in the wet. Like, how is how are you doing? That doesn't make sense. Like, just yeah. To me, to me, that like um, I interpreted that as this was already happening, and they're trying to catch up to current time. So, like, I I thought in that moment that those were two different time periods. Like, this was three hours ago. They're trying to catch up. So I thought it was just them trying to. Well, they arrived like right at the sunrise. Like it was very much Helm's Deep. Did they? I thought they arrived at. Yeah, I guess I don't remember. But I guess I thought that in the moment, I thought those were two different times. Like they're trying oh, to catch maybe. up. But it, it wouldn't surprise me if you're right and they just completely messed it up. And it, I don't know. I don't have that much faith <laughs> to, to totally back them, but. I will say when I when I was watching, that's kind of what I interpreted it as is gotcha. Um kind of like a Dunkirk thing. I don't know. Have you seen Dunkirk? I have, yeah. Dunkirk was pretty good. Oh, phenomenal. But yeah, there's like three yeah, different I'm sorry, not, it wasn't pretty good. It was a phenomenal movie. I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah, you're good. It just like different rates of time, essentially. You know, the different I didn't really I mean besides the sunlight, they didn't really give us any other indication that we were doing some weird That's what I took as the yeah, that's what I took as the main thing. I thought it was I guess in my head it had to be purposeful that they were messing up the time that much. (laughs) You couldn't be that bad at your job. It has to be (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that's kind of the where my mind went is there's Uh, no way they accidentally right. Yeah, uh, I don't have faith. Um Anyways, I I honestly I don't have anything left to say about that that episode. It was it was bad. Yeah, it wasn't great. It wasn't great. And oh man, it's just 
I was excited. I was because they were like turning around. It was becoming better. And then here we are. So, yep, we'll see. I probably won't be back for season two. Honestly, probably, probably not me. Well, I don't know, dude. I'm just, I'm I'm just anticipating you watching it because of you and your friends and Lord of the Rings. So I was just going to wait to hear your opinions. (laughs) Yeah. It's, it's so sad because like at that point, I feel like if I'm watching season two, it's to watch it just to hate on it. And I don't like that. (laughs) Yeah. That's Um, true. But hey, they could turn it around. Maybe they'll, they'll realize that. They should probably take a little bit more time and flush things out. Yeah. Be better. What what was it? I think it's something like I saw on YouTube that like the directors of this show haven't ever produced anything like movies or TV shows that got aired. Like everything that they did got scrapped. And so like <laughs> Seems people like are like people to put yeah, behind it's our like, billion why, dollar show. Maybe maybe it's not the directors, maybe it's the writers. I don't remember which, but like someone very influential in like how this show got brought to be. Like, uh, and it's like, why are you giving these people who are essentially novices at bringing anything to life the most expensive TV show ever produced? Like, that doesn't make sense to me. And I saw like uh, a in the videos, like a Twitter post from them. It's like one thing that we're learning uh, from the show is that we need to be better at pacing the, <laughs> the season. And it's like, you learned that doing this, that's something you should have learned <laughs> True. while true. none of your stuff ever got produced. Like, that's not something you learn now. That's something you learn <laughs> way before you get anything close to this. Like, it's like, it's ridiculous. Yeah, yeah, I agree. If you're given a billion dollar show, you better know what you're doing. I agree. It's like I yeah, just, learn from your mistakes, but come yeah. on, that's a that's a really simple mistake. Not it's uh, not easy to like. I imagine it's not easy to pace a show, but like that's something. I mean, yeah, these at, people should know that are producing this show. Well, you would think that, but then you see all these DC movies that are just paced horribly. So I don't know. It's it's hard to figure out maybe, but still, yeah. You think uh, you think with as much money as they're spending, they'd get the best of the best to do it, um, which makes sense to me. Like just pay the, you know, literally like you could pay a director a hundred million dollars, and that's like, I don't know. I guess that is a large chunk of you know, even if it's ten percent of your budget, like it's probably worth it for the the longevity. For real, for real. <clears throat> uh, but. Oh, well, that's all I have to say about this show. <laughs> but maybe, I, I guess I honestly don't know how, I guess maybe you're more involved in like the actual Lord of the Rings community. But I, I don't know how like just average, I mean, obviously there's me, I'm pretty average Lord of the Rings fan who am not enjoying it. But I wonder what the general consensus is of the show. I haven't really heard that many people talking about it. So I think like, any any fans that I have of Lord of the Rings are just like they're just sad. Every time like I talk to them about it, they're just like very disheartened. <laughs> and yeah, but are those like hardcore fans? Because like I think hardcore fans were almost going to be sad regardless. I mean, I don't know. Maybe that's pessimistic. Maybe. You, uh, I mean, as as definitely the I'm, case. It's I, I'm talking like it's like very average. 
enjoyers of Lord of the Rings. I don't know. Like, have maybe seen the movies twice. I don't. I don't have normal friends, so I couldn't. (laughs) Um, honestly, anybody that's not like a super fan that I know isn't watching it. Yeah, I guess that says something of itself, but. I don't know. Yeah, it'll be interesting. Maybe after the season, we'll get some more. Uh, I don't know. I just really haven't seen that much news about it, I guess. Maybe I should start looking up uh, reviews or whatever. But I know that we'll they were, Amazon was blocking reviews because they were getting, like I guess, review bombed or something and like so that. So that did they, happen before the show even were, came out. Yeah. No, and it was like legitimate, like there was sexist and racist people. Like it was not good. There was a lot of, you know, like why is there black people in my TV show? You know, like it was some pretty bad stuff. Um, so they've rightfully so blocked reviews for a while. Um, but I I think reviews now at this point are pretty, I would think pretty, um, actually accurate about people who, you know, give their general opinions, but yeah, they did get review bombed by like, hardcore fans were upset about some stuff and yeah. Yeah. It's, it's hard to say. Um, cause I mean, they do have the power to, uh, edit what reviews get shown, you know? Um, so it's kind of hard to say at, at least I wouldn't trust the Amazon star rating. I would trust the IMDB more. Um, but it's rated at a 6.9. The whole show is, yeah, I think that's pretty accurate. <laughs> so, for me, yeah, we'll yeah. See, I, hopefully they learn. I like I like what you said at the beginning, or one of us said that like there's a lot of shows out there that are actually very good that have pretty rough first season. So, I there's still potential. I'm hoping that they learn from their mistakes. They learn what's not working and are able to take the time. That's the other thing too. Is like. Now that they got one season out, I'm sure, you know, executives at Amazon are like, get the next one out as soon as possible. So hopefully they actually take the time and make it better because it could it could get really good. You know, they could still turn it around. I, I would hope so, um, especially with how much money they spent. <laughs> yeah, well, they've already probably recuperated. Well, I guess it's kind of hard with streaming services. I don't really know how they can. Yeah, it's that, probably but... merchant merchandise is really where the big money is. that's true too it'd be interesting to see any merchandise statistics coming from i don't know like i mean it was I their most a- their most watched episode and they had i'm pretty sure they had like almost at least opening weekend i think they had like almost double what house of the dragon had yeah i think more people have amazon prime than uh house of the dragon so i would like to i would be interested to see the ratio of like, uh, what is it? Like, like new subscribers, accounts. like subscribers. Oh yeah, new. That'd be an interesting statistic too to see. But like current subscribers uh, versus how many people watch the show. I'd like to see that ratio. So like, how many people subscribe to HBO Max and how many people watched it? How many people subscribe to Amazon Prime and how many people watched it? That's what I would like. Well, to see I think I think that's unfair because there's a lot of people that have Amazon Prime that don't even really know about their video service, which might be a part of the show is to get people to realize that. So I don't because once you get HBO, you're getting it for most likely their flagship shows. That's so. Fair. Maybe you could skew the data so that way they only are looking at users that actively that you have used prime video 
Like yeah, anyone that's yeah, never yeah. touched Prime Video, you can't count them. Something like that. I just think it'd be interesting to see. Sure, sure. Yeah, I don't think they'd ever show that though. <laughs> oh no, no, for sure they won't show anything unless it like makes them look good, which is right. Like, the first episode had the most ever watched or whatever. Like yeah, yeah. they show that. <laughs> but uh, yeah, is there real quick? Is there anything you're watching that uh, you're enjoying besides these two shows? Um, let's see. April started watching House. Um, so I've been watching episodes here and there. Um, it's okay. <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't think I'd ever watch it by myself. Um, but I am excited for later this month. Um, have you watched The White Lotus? No. Okay. Well, it's like, uh, it's on HBO Max and it's, I really enjoyed it. It's really weird, but it's like, it's basically about a family who goes to this resort called the White Lotus. And it's like, I don't know. It was, I thought it was pretty interesting. It was a pretty good show. I really enjoyed it. But anyway, they're coming out with season two, I think this month. And Audrey Plaza's going to be in it, who I really enjoy. So I'm looking forward to that. Sweet. I, uh, I've been watching Andor and I'm enjoying that show. I, it's it's fun. It's it's pretty well paced. It's like pretty self-contained and it's like the origin so- story of like Cassius, I think that's how you say his name. Uh and yeah, I recommend it. Nice. Yeah, I actually might watch that one. I haven't really watched any other Star Wars shows. So. Neither have I every every other one, has one that I've started. Uh I've stopped midway through. This is the only one that I think I'm probably going to finish. Nice. Well, I guess nice. I finished season one of Mandalorian. Um, yeah, you made it farther than me. I got like two episodes, maybe. So I got two episodes into season two, and I was like, "Nope." So this is this is by far the best one that they've done, which makes sense. I mean, there's like Rogue One is like the best thing Star Wars has done in forever. So, but yeah, yeah Rogue One is really good. So uh, let's end this episode, and I know you've said him already. But let's end this episode by saying our name and if we think Lord Corliss is uh, alive or dead. Hmm. That's tough. Um, you know what? This is Kyle, and I think he's dead. I think he's gone. This is Brandon, and I think he's alive. I, I, yeah, I, I knew you were going to say that because I know how you feel about off-screen deaths. So. Yeah, it's if I don't see a body, it didn't happen. <laughs> yep. But I think he's dead. I think he's dead. I'm... Yeah, right, I didn't really we'll, question it that much. So We'll find out. True. <laughs> All right, see you guys next time. Peace out.